Well, hello there and good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Livestream Sunday School for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church and for anyone else who joins us. Uh, good morning. My name is Melvin Gaines. Thanks for being here this morning. We are going to go ahead and get started with a musical selection uh, by our praise team to be able to uh, get people, allow people to jump on with us as we get ready for Sunday School. Uh, the selection is Pastor Dewey Smith singing, Pass Me Not. Uh, that's the name of the song, Pass Me Not. And here it comes right now. Thanks for being here this morning. Pass me not, Just like I said. Oh, good morning, Ronnie. Good morning, Arlen and Angie. Brother Nate, good morning. Brother Nate and Marnell, good morning. <laughs> Let's get it right. Laura, good morning. Hello there. <laughs> I don't know why. I know that's the first time I've seen that. Good morning, Brother Roscoe. I don't know if it's Roscoe and Arella, but good morning, Roscoe. Hope you're feeling good this morning. Victor Ease is watching. Uh-oh. Here we go now. Clarinda, good morning. Hi. For those of us in Ohio, it's much better indoors right now than it is outdoors. Larry and Ann, good morning. God bless you. Yeah, thanks for saying hello to Liz as well, too. I never know if there are two people watching or not. Vic and Liz, amen. Package deal? Yeah, you're right. It is a package deal. Absolutely. Thank you for being here this morning. We're going to talk about faith today, everybody. Very important lesson. Good morning, Marquetta. I'm going to guess that's how you pronounce it. Good morning, Marquetta Fields. Tasha Lynn, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Do not pass me by. Amen. Um, there's names that you probably can't see. Marquetta Fields, Marquetta, and Tasha Lynn. Tasha Lynn, it's like one word. Spelled just like your last name. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Uncle Roscoe, okay. I see it. There's a connection. Is that Bev Parkman is on? Hi, Bev. Amen. Well, that was a 
selection, Pass Me Not, by Pastor Dewey Smith. He sung the song from the pulpit. Um, I'm very appreciative of pastors who can sing. Uh, I'm still, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I have to wait and see how that works out in the future. I don't know. Uh-uh. Anyway, well, either that, either that, or it might chase people away. Um, let me go through the announcements this morning. Thanks for being here this morning, everyone. It's uh, uh, got a, a bit of a shock to our system uh, last Sunday and now this Sunday with uh, a little bit more snow. Uh, it's uh, actually sticking to the grass now. <laughs> um, Lisa, good morning. Hi. Thanks for being here this morning. And the reality is is that we have to bundle up when we go out today and, and stay safe. It's not brutally cold, but it's cold enough where it makes a difference when it comes to driving. So be careful out there. Uh, and that will be for those of us traveling to church in a few. I uh, want to make the announcements. First of all, uh, we do have a message that's going to be available online after the Sunday school ends. And it will be Pastor Gus asking a question. Can we shorten, day, shorten the days of our life? That is the that is the name of the message. Um, you can give a very short and simple answer to that, but I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to let the message speak for itself. So Pastor Gus's message will be available online on the Sunday School timeline, on this timeline here on the Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page after Sunday School is over. And you'll be able to see that when you uh, click off here, when I sign off here. The um, I think it's a message that's very... Uh, timely and it's very appropriate to our discussion about faith that's going to be where we're going to be camped out here this morning for sunday school uh please remember your tithes and offerings we have um still have business to take care of at our church and we still have to take care of all the things that are necessary to keep the building operational which we have been doing so please remember your tithes and offerings for those of you who are giving uh if you are mailing your tithes and offerings that is to akron alliance fellowship And the address is 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. If you're coming to church today, just remember to drop it off in the uh, drop box in the lobby as you enter. For those of you who are coming to church, please note that there will be temperature checks taken as well, too. Masks are strongly encouraged uh, for you to wear to church, and we are practicing social distancing. And there is a Zoom Bible study today at 5 o'clock Eastern Time, 5 o'clock Eastern and 2 o'clock Pacific Time. We have a Zoom Bible study. We're going to get back into the book of Luke. And we uh, look forward to you uh, joining us at that point. We uh, postponed it last month, but uh, this month we'll give it a shot. It's actually going to be dark. (laughs) Dark here by the time it's sunset is at 5 o'clock, so... Uh, everybody should be back in and ready to go, I think, for Zoom Bible study today at 5 o'clock. So we'll catch you later for that. Uh, looking forward to having those of you. Oh, if you have not, if you want to participate uh, in the Zoom Bible study, you will need to make sure that you submit your email address to Alliance at gmail.com. Uh, you have to do that sometime today, so before we send out the links, uh, at approximately between sometime between 4 and 4.30 today, we'll send out the links to the Zoom Bible study, but you'll have to do that. It's only by invitation, by email. So if you want to do that, and if you're going to be involved in that, please submit your email address to Alliance at gmail.com, and we'll get you loaded up and ready to go. Okay. So let's uh, go ahead and start get in, getting into this lesson today. It is in uh, the book of Hebrews, and we're going to be continuing in chapter 11. Uh, The passage is Hebrews 11, verses 7 through 12. 
Hebrews 11, verses 7 through 12. And I wanted to make sure that we get back into this and really look at the importance of faith right now. Faith is everything right now when it comes to the world that we're living in. And while this may seem rather, um, I hope it doesn't seem trite, it's not intended to be, but we've had different events take place over the course of history where it's called to attention the importance of looking to the Lord and stopping what you're doing and focusing on him. And I, and I do mean uh, in all sincerity, you know, we've been through uh, a couple world wars. We've been through um, a different, uh, we've been through swine flu attacks. We've been through um, all kinds of different issues that have taken place in, in, in our world. So a lot of the things that are happening even today are not all that strange. They are certainly unprecedented. We, we won't, we're not making we're not doing this as a contest it's not but and and making it relevant to who we are today and people have lost their lives so we are not going to be insensitive about that but we recognize that faith is is truly um uh, a very important aspect of everything that we're doing as believers in the lord jesus christ something was pointed out this morning to me that was very very uh, important for for all of us to remember some of us who profess to be Christians are not Christians. Some of us who profess to be strong in the faith are really not that strong in the faith. And there will be a falling away of people. There are going to be people who, because they're tested and they go through tough times and go through difficulty, where they will say, I don't want to follow Jesus anymore. Now, you have to understand something about this, is that there is a a great mystery involved even in that because... If you truly are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to go back and challenge yourself in your faith to get stronger in it. And that's what we're going to be talking about here. Challenge yourself to get stronger in your faith. And use your minds, because that's going to be very important even in the process of understanding your faith. Um, I, I, it's very important for us to make sure that we understand the importance of faith in our walk with Jesus Christ it is not a faith that remains idle. It is not just to sit back and just wait for something to happen. It has to be an active faith on our part. And so that's what we're going to be talking about here. And I'm going to show you examples on, on people that we're going to be looking specifically at Noah. We're going to look at Abraham and we're going to look at Sarah in this particular passage as an example of people who are exercising their faith and challenging the Lord to show them that the faith that they have is genuine and that what that they what they are looking forward to is indeed going to be an expectation of just a wonderful thing uh, wonderful things that are happening in their lives so let's do this let's go ahead and go in to prayer and and i ask that as you pray that the lord provides through the power of the holy spirit wisdom for you to be able to take with you today and also now not just to take with you but to share it with others amen Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time that you've set aside for Sunday school. We thank you for the ability to communicate um, just your goodness through the gospel. But even more than that, now we're going to look at faith and really look at how we are to challenge ourselves in our own faith. Lord, we want to grow in our relationship with you. We don't want to go, we don't want to stand still. And we certainly don't want to go backwards, but we don't want to stand still. We want to keep moving forward with this. 
We thank you for what you're doing in our lives to help us to reason, to process, to seek, to search. And we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your grace. And we thank you for your mercy. For, Lord, we know we have not behaved in all ways the way we should. And we thank you for how you have helped us along through those opportunities for growth where you have forgiven us because we've come to you and asked for forgiveness. And you forgive us, you forgive us unconditionally. We just thank you for that too. Help us to grow in moving forward. And we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to go to the passage. Turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to look at verses 7 through 12. And after I read that passage, we're going to go back and look at a reminder that started out this chapter uh, at Hebrews 11.1. 1. But we'll, we'll do that after we read the passage for today. Hebrews 11, verses 7 through 12. Praise the Lord, everybody. That's what this is all about. That is exactly why we're here, and that's what we're doing. Uh, he is worthy of our praise. And, and for those of you who jumped on um, in the midst of all that, please welcome. Thank you so much for being here, and stay with us. I hope that the Lord is able to bless you uh, with not my words, but the Holy Spirit speaking. Let's read Hebrews 11, verses 7 through 12. Verse 7, it was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. Verse 8, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith. For he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob who inherited the same promise. Verse 10, Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep his promise. Verse 12, and so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead, a nation with so many people that, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. Amen. That's Hebrews 11, verses 7 through 12. Now, this is a very rich passage, and it could take a lot longer to go through this than the time we're going to do, to do this. So we're going to get after it. But I want to take you back to Hebrews 11.1. 1. I want you to think about what started all of this off. This was the, the, this is the great faith chapter in Hebrews and Hebrews 11.1 1 specifically says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. I'm going to read it one more time. It's very important for us to understand this here. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Now, we have to understand what that represents and what that really means. Certainly, faith gives us the ability through Allowing Jesus to be involved in this whole process through the power of the Holy Spirit, he gives us a vision 
of a reality. Now, that's something that we, we, we talk about reality as we see it in the world today, the different things that we look at and see. But we have to understand something. Sometimes the things that we, we can't see need a little bit of a boost, don't they? They need a little bit of a bridge. And faith is what, when, what God is involved in our entire lives. He shows us things. He reveals things to us in the midst of the reality that we see in the world today and gives us the reality that we need to see when it comes to the spiritual world, the spiritual matters, the things of this world now being less and less prominent and the things about Jesus being more and more prominent. That requires reasoning. That requires using some of our intellect. That requires using asking questions. It helps us to see, what well, it says again, the evidence of things we cannot see. The things that we can't see, frankly, in a lot of ways, is the goodness that's in this world. We see a lot of evil. We see a lot of things that are happening right now that you wonder where God is. Faith allows us to see where God is and where he is present in our lives. That's what we have to understand something. We as Christians should not just settle for saying just the term, well, we need to have faith. Unless you qualify that statement and saying, God gave you a brain, God gave you a mind, God gave you the ability to think. And you have to sometimes ask some hard questions about this faith that we have. It's a way of challenging ourselves to grow in faith. Do you realize if you're not challenging God or asking God these questions, you're not growing in faith? You're just taking things as they come. There's a big difference between just taking things as they come and now really being challenged in prayer and meditation and thinking about what God is doing in the midst of this faith. I'm going to challenge all of you to do this. You need to be asking God these questions, asking these questions as you go about your daily life. And I mean in everything, everything that you're doing, everything you're involved in. There's nothing wrong with going back and asking questions, God, is this the right direction? God, is this the right place you want me to be? God, is this the, the place that you want me to park myself for the moment and wait on you while I, you know, you're dealing with me and where I am in my faith? If you're not growing in your faith, you're going you're gonna to have a struggle later on. You're going to have struggles because you've got to be challenging the Lord as you go. Have you been more prayerful during this time since early 2020? Have you been more prayerful? Now, here's the thing. We should have been prayerful all along, amen? So this 2020, I'll just use that as an example because for most of us, maybe we just had to be shaken back into this new reality that we have and the expectation that the things that we were used to before today are not going to be the way they used to be. And there have been changes in the lives of many people that we know, perhaps in the light in your own life. But have you been praying and seeking the Lord since early 2020? I'll just use that as an example about what's going on and what's happening. And understand something. Sometimes the things that we see in this world are not always real. There are things that are, you know, sometimes we look at and we, we wonder what is going on. We can't really put our arms around it. That's when faith has to come into play to make sure that what we are seeing and what we need to see and what's important for us to see is being revealed to us. There are a lot of things that we are looking at sometimes that 
really aren't relevant to us. They're just not. They're, they're not helpful. They're not going to be beneficial. And I won't get into a diatribe as to what those things are. You, you have to pray and seek the Lord and have him provide this information for you and make sure that you understand what's beneficial and what's necessary for you. Faith, does faith make sense? Yes, of course it makes sense. Faith does make sense. It's necessary to fill in those gaps where Jesus needs to put us and help us to understand exactly what's going on. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. We gotta be we haven't we, we have to make sure that we are looking at this rationally, and there are sometimes irrational things that come into play, but we have to come back to using our minds, using our hearts, seeking after Jesus and having him reveal to you what you need to understand as you cope with the times that we're living in today. I hope that makes sense. I don't know if it does or not. I, <laughs> that's what's coming to mind. It, it's, it's important for us to understand that. And God wants us to ask these questions. God wants us to not be naive about our faith. We need to be challenging our faith and making sure that we are going back and asking him more and more questions. Some things are going to be, some things are not, are not going to be revealed to us. Some things are going to be revealed to us, but we have to ask. We have to seek after him. Faith is reasonable, and so we can't reason through everything. God has to fill in those gaps through the power of the Spirit. But we have an expectation because of God's promises that we have a great deal to look forward to. Amen? We have a lot to look forward to. Leave. Let your mind try to think things through as time goes along. But leave room for the unexplainable works of God. When I say unexplainable, what is that? Miracles. The different things that God does, and all you can come back and do is say, God did that. God did that. Not No human being did it. God did it. That's where this faith must come into play. But if you're not practicing it, if you're not exercising your faith, if you're not getting your faith in shape, uh, like you work out at a gym or something. You have to work out to stay in shape or get into some form of shape. Amen? Your faith needs to be exercised in exactly the same way. It just should not be standing still. It needs to continually grow. It still needs to be demonstrated um, through our sincere desire to seek after the Lord. And time and again, when he does that, when you do that, Jesus Christ indeed honors your faith efforts, your efforts of seeking after him. Let's go back to the passage, Hebrews 11, um, verse 7 through 12. Um, wanted to cover the areas about faith and understand that what about, let's just ask the questions. Let's look at first verse 7. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. Now, it's important that to look at this passage for what it is. It's just one verse that mentions about Noah here in this particular faith passage. But Noah is our bridge. You have to understand something. The world was destroyed, and Noah was the one who was deemed righteous the only one that God found that was deemed righteous in that world at that time where you'll read in that same area where the Lord had regret that he had made man. Uh, it's just a terrible thing to consider. 
I had regret the making man because man was so evil and so bent on not paying attention to the Lord and just continuing to do things to perpetrate evil. And Noah was deemed righteous because he believed in God. He obeyed God. There's a there's a bit if you if you any if any of you know anything about uh, Bill Cosby and the old bit that he did about Noah. Um, he did a bit about Noah, and actually, even within the bit, uh, <laughs> Noah asked some questions. And you have to believe that Noah did the same thing when God was coming to him about building an ark and putting forth all this time and effort to do what's going on. But notice what it says in verse 7. He obeyed God. At the end of the day, rather than questioning what God was saying, and it says here, God warned him about things that had never happened before. And, and that's the other thing. God warned uh, Noah that the earth was going to be destroyed. It's actually in that bit. And when you look at that for what it is, um, it's a pretty incredible thing that Noah did in, in just believing God and trusting in him. And so it was by faith that Noah did what was necessary to make sure that God's desire to condemn the rest of the world was fulfilled. But it was by faith. He had to start with faith and then obey the Lord and build the ark, gather the animals, do all the things that were necessary. It was a lot of labor. It took a lot of time. And he faced a lot of ridicule for doing this. And yet he received the righteousness that comes by faith. Do you honestly um, think that Noah just said, okay, Lord, I'll do it? That would be a hard thing to believe. I, I just don't think that that was the case at all. Noah's a human being just like you and me. It's like, Lord, are you, are you really going to do this? Are you really going to do these things? And, and it's okay to ask the question. And, and make sure that you're just trusting. And, and if the Lord says, yes, I'm going to do this. Yes, I want you to do this. Do you respond? Do you respond? Do you have faith and just remain obedient? Obedience has to be part of the faith picture. You realize that? Obedience has to be part of the faith picture. It can't just be left out. It's something that has to be included in that. And those who act in faith on the knowledge of God that they possess will be rewarded. There's a reward because you obey. Faith helps you take you to that place where you're ready to obey. Believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is exactly how we got saved. Amen. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that he indeed is the Lord of our lives and you'll be saved. And we believe that. We have faith in that. We trust in that. And we act in that manner that shows we believe that amen that's what it's all about so this challenging ourselves with our faith and even asking questions about you can go back and ask about your salvation if that'll help you to wonder lord am i am i secure and the the, the bottom line is that you should feel very confident that you're secure in your faith that's what's necessary you have to be able to say that you're secure in your faith um, and keep asking those questions do you think Noah asked those questions? Noah experienced all kinds of rejection because he was different from his neighbors. The neighbors on both sides of him, whoever, wherever he was, they were both acting like you know, there was nothing going on other than their own lives, what they were doing, what they were involved in, and following God just was not even a part of their picture. They just didn't want to do it. 
And so Noah experienced rejection because that ark took up a lot of space, a lot of room. He was the subject of a whole lot of ridicule. I, I believe that. God commanded him to build a huge boat in the middle of a dry land. A middle of the land. And his command, it may have seemed foolish, but Noah obeyed him. And he, he looked at it and said, you know what, Lord, if that's what you want me to do, that's what I'm going to do. And sometimes we have to come down to the fact that sometimes there are things that we may want to do or things that we think we want to do or things that we want to be involved in. But the Lord may give us a different direction. And if he gives us a different direction, we have to come back and say, you know what, Lord? I'm going to do what you tell me to do. I'm going to do what you ask me to do. I'm going to sit in this place and do this very thing that you would have me to do. And that's exactly what Noah was being challenged to do. Um, you you have to understand that the relevance is being given here in the writer for the writer of Hebrews. Noah doing something that was completely different than what the people were doing. And I understand that the audience of this message or this passage... I call it a message sometimes because sometimes I think this is a group of sermons. I really believe that. But I think that this is a way of a uh, book of Hebrews. But I think this is a way for, for us to truly see that um, the Jewish Christians, the ones who believe in Jesus Christ, were certainly being different or different than those who were involved with the old Mosaic law. And so I think that's what the distinction is being made here by the writer of Hebrews on what's going on with Noah. Noah stood out. Noah stood out. You as a Jewish Christian in that day stood out. You were different. And you may have experienced ridicule for that. See, this is the whole thing. We have to understand that this, there's no accidents here. This passage is specifically talking about how if you step out in faith for Jesus Christ, you're stepping out and standing out in a way that may not be popular with a lot of your people around you. It may not be popular with your family. It may not be popular with friends. It may not be popular if, if there are co-workers who know all about what you're doing. It may or may not be popular. You might find you have more allies there than you realize. Just people aren't as outspoken as you might be. And that just brings to mind something else as I'm thinking about it as we get closer to the end of this year. Do not stop talking about Jesus. Do not stop talking about your faith. Do not stop talking about who Jesus is in this world. This world, there's a people's who, there are people in this world today who hate God. Don't stop talking about God. Don't stop talking about Jesus. Stand on your faith. Stand, stand on what you believe. And understand that there are going to be a lot of people who are in this position today who will get very quiet about their faith because they don't want to feel left out or by themselves. Pardon me? From the, world. from the world, yes. Left out from the world. Exactly right. And so that's why we have to stay on our faith. We are, there is only going to be when when God talks about this remnant. This remnant. I mean, Judah was a remnant of Israel. Uh, let, let's look at it for what it is. He shows us examples of people who are uh, totally just not faithful. Yet there, there's just this one or two or three people maybe that stand out. Noah was one of them who was essentially a remnant of the people. He is the one that allowed for God to get rid of those that were not faithful to him or not following him and keep Noah and his family 
and protect them because of his belief and his faith uh, and keeping the human race going. If God asks you to do something, he's going to give you the strength to carry out the task. I hope that you can see that too. He's going to give you the ability to carry out the task. He's going to give you what you need as you remain faithful to stay strong in it. When all hope is lost, stay strong. Stay faithful. Um, That's really what's important here. Stay strong in the faith. There are going to be opportunities for you to truly see that. And Abraham did the same thing. Let's go back to our passage, Hebrews 11, verse 8. Hope you're getting this. (laughs) Good morning, Jackie. I see you sneaking. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Back to Hebrews 11.8. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and to go another land that God would give him as an inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. In verse 9. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith. For he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. In verse 10, Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. Now, that's an interesting statement. And we see a glimpse of that in the New Testament, too, when uh, Paul is going up and he has this uh, transfiguration takes place. And Abraham was there. So... It's interesting that this is mentioned in this particular passage about verse 11, about faith, or verse 10, excuse me, about Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. Eternal foundations, not just handmade stuff here. We're talking about, we're talking about the new Jerusalem. We're talking about the new city. We're talking about the things that are promised in the future that are being revealed to us over time as we have faith. And we have greater understanding about this Bible that we read and the passages that we look at. Some things should be taken for face value because we don't really have any other way to look at it. But faith helps us to go and understand what's beyond that. That's what Abraham, that's what's being referred to here in Hebrews about Abraham. Abraham was getting a glimpse, getting a picture of the future. And that's what we have to understand here. That's why we we have to look at it. Abraham's life was filled with faith. Was Abraham perfect? No, he was not perfect. And we're going to look at Sarah in a moment. Was Sarah perfect? No, neither one of them were perfect because we're all human beings. We all have fleshly desires. We all have fleshly tendencies. We all have things that always creep in because we, in fact, think we either know better than God sometimes or we want to hurry things along. We want to rush things along. We want to go forward with things and do things. And God says, wait a minute. It's not time yet. And then we get fleshly and say, yes, it is. Lord, I'm going to have it happen right now. And God lets you do that stuff. And unfortunately, it's not always the best. It's not what he would have you to do. And, you know, this is where, you know, God has to sometimes take the lemons that we put forth in our own fleshly desires and make lemonade out of it. Because we, we mess up so bad sometimes and we don't realize it. Until after the fact. And then we say, and God, all we can do is praise God for just taking what we did and messing it up and fixing it. And that's exactly what Abraham and Sarah did. Abraham and Sarah, they struggled with their faith, but they had faith. So we have to come back to our faith. God challenges us 
to not go our way, but go his way and have faith doing it and have the expectation that God is going to give us his very best. And that's the way we need to behave. And that's what God was doing with Abraham. Now, you know, the commentary says, yes, he had faith. We read about that all the time. But we also know there are places where Abraham did not have faith. Genesis 12, 1, we understand that he believed the covenant that God made with him in Genesis 12 and all that. And, and we see examples of that in Genesis 13, Genesis 15. Abraham was even willing. You have to understand that there was a pro- progression with Abraham. There was a time progression with Abraham because Abraham had to see that Isaac would be his truly born son. Isaac was the one. Um, Go to Genesis 22. Genesis 22. Now, we're not going to read all of it. We're only going to look at verses 1 through 3. Genesis 22, verses 1 through 3. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, here I am, he answered. Verse 22, Genesis 22, 2. Take your son, he said, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. Go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Now, in the midst of this discussion or a conversation that God was having with Abraham, when he says in verse 3, So Abraham got up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took with him two of his young men and, son, and his son Isaac. He split wood for a burnt offering and set out to go to the place God had told him about. So Abraham was being obedient. But I'm going to challenge you that Abraham's faith was stronger in this point in time in his life than at any other time. Because of the fact that he recognized that it was his only son. And God is giving us a a, a picture here of what Jesus represents for him, his one and only son. In verse 4, Genesis 22, I'm going to add to this. On the third day, on the third day, on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He did not, I guess, see it (laughs) right away. took three days. And you've got to believe that Abraham, is all this time, is just wrestling. His faith and trusting God in all this, he remained obedient. Remember what I said about Noah? He was wrestling. You can wrestle with God. You can wrestle with God about this whole thing about faith and what God is showing you. And you'll come out of it on the other end. And it will be really an exercise in your faith as you wrestle with him. Because at the end of the day, you want to be obedient to what God is telling you. You want to be obedient to what he's saying to you. Because that counts as being righteous. Remember, this faith that Abraham exercised ultimately was in obedience. And it was counted to him as righteousness. And that's how we are. We are the same. We can be, as we remain obedient to God, it is counted to us as righteousness because we are choosing to believe and trust in him. That is the whole thing we need to see about what this faith represents and what it really means for us. And sometimes God's going to ask us, as he was asking uh, Abraham to do, to do things that are surprising. Uh, It'll challenge you. It will give up maybe a security, a familiar surrounding. 
uh, you got to believe that people who are out there as international workers, they're giving up a very comfortable living to be in a place to be obedient to God and be in a place where you're, he, God is being glorified, honestly. God's being glorified. It's not because of what we're doing. It's because God is being glorified because we're being obedient to him. And that's what we need to understand and see here. And sometimes he puts us in those positions in order to carry out his will. Now, I, the most important prayer that we all can have is to make sure that we are indeed obedient to God. Stay obedient. Stay focused on him. Stay focused on him in prayer. Stay focused on him from the standpoint of making sure that we are exactly where he would have us to be. Exactly where he has us to be. And that's something that requires thinking, a thought process, an intellect. Use the mind that God gave you to think these things through and reason with God. Now, the reasoning, when I say reason with God, it, reasoning means just taking the time over exactly what's being said to you about what's going on and reasoning through it so that it actually does stick. It actually does matter. It actually is important. You know, garbage in, garbage out. If, if you're not putting the time in with the Lord, you're not going to get anything back out of it that's beneficial to you. So all of this reasoning has to be, it takes days sometimes, like what Abraham was going through here in Genesis 22. It takes days and maybe weeks and maybe months of time for you to reason through things. But during that process, just trust God and be obedient to him. Just trust him. And that's what faith allows us to do. Just trust him. You, you're going with the fact that God is being true to his word, being true to himself. He doesn't lie. He doesn't put us in a position of a place where we'll fail. He wants us to succeed. But he wants us to succeed in such a way where he is glorified. So we have to understand that that is really what's, what's going on here with Abraham. Abraham reached the land God promised. Remember, Abraham left a place that was familiar and went to a land that was completely unfamiliar and was residing in tents, he and his family. Went without knowing where he was going. Just get up and go. And honestly, that's our faith sometimes. Sometimes we are asked by God to get up and go, and we don't know where we're going. And that's okay. As long as you go, as long as you remain obedient to God and his will, just go. Because there may be something in that place that is unfamiliar and you don't know about, but then something new pops up when you're there, and then you recognize that's exactly why God put me in this place. Because he wanted me to be there at that moment when this thing that he put, God puts forth became relevant. And that's what we need to see here. Sometimes he puts us in those places where he'll send us somewhere and we don't know what it is that we're being sent into. And yet when we get there and we wait on him and remain patient, remain prayerful, remain faithful, he shows it to us. That's where our faith must progress. Must progress. Now, I, I don't use that word that, that often, <laughs> but it must progress to that level where we actually see God working. I'm going to trust that over the, let's just use the past year and a half or so, almost two years, that you've seen the progression of your faith. 
that you've seen the growth take place in your own life when it comes to faith. I trust you can see Abraham's growth here. When it came time, when he was telling them, young men, stay here with the donkey, the boy and I are going to go over to worship, and then we're going to come back to you. And Abraham just waited, just did what he was supposed to do, and waited for God to provide an exit. But he still remained faithful because I think Abraham truly believed that if God allowed him to sacrifice his son Isaac and he was being obedient to him. And remember, this is not something that we want to take for granted here. Abraham was doing something that was very, very difficult. I, I guarantee you he was wrestling with it, wrestling over and over again. But then God stopped him from sacrificing his son Isaac and provided the ram in the thicket in the bushes. You have to understand that this was a challenge for Abraham and his faith that God was putting forth. And Abraham passed the test because he truly remained faithful and his faith had grown. Understand something. If if Abraham's faith had not grown, he'd be still stuck back in the in the moment where saying, well, I can't wait on God to do this. I'm going to keep doing this and doing this until... I have my own litter of family or uh, a litter of people with me here, um, just like which is like a dog and, and, and a kid and litter is concerned. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about he was going to have his own family, but God was challenging him. No, I'm going to give you a son, and you're going to do it in old age, and you're going to do it in Sarah. That's what we want to get to now. Go to verse 11 in Hebrews 11. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, even though she was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep his promise. Now, did she initially believe that? No. And that's what we have to see here. We have to understand that we're all human beings. We're all people. We look at Abraham and Sarah and these men of faith, Paul, all these people. They had their failings. They had their shortcomings. Guess what? So do we. We have our shortcomings. We have our failings. We have moments where we fail because we fail to trust God. We fail to trust him, and so we see the evidence of that, and we see the consequences of that sometimes. And we should be prayerful that when we have those moments when we're not being obedient, that God is merciful and does not want us to have a lasting consequence from that. So I'm going to be prayerful that you understand exactly what I'm telling you here right now about Remembering that the people that we're reading about here in Scripture here, the Abrahams, the Noahs, the Sarahs, at the end of the day is what we want to look at when we look at verse 11. That might be even a great way to look at that passage. She was able to have a child, even though she was too old. Remember, she she laughed when God had said, you're going to have a child. Didn't believe it. Didn't think it was possible because she was so old. She was around 90 years old. And we have to understand that that's... By all standards that we know of, it's too old to have a child. And yet God showed, had to show Sarah that he could do exactly what he said he was going to do. And he was going to fulfill that. And the issue of not having a child for your entire life and being barren and not able to conceive, uh, that was a, a point of shame for many women back at that time. So this was something that was much, much greater than what we would even equate it to today. 
when it comes to the importance or the relevance. You, you, you feel more relevant when you can have a child is the whole point here. And that's what Sarah was struggling with. And Sarah was wrestling with that. But yet she believed that God would keep his promise. Remember, it was a promise. It was a promise. And ultimately God did keep that promise. They were not able to have any children after many years of marriage, but God promised Abraham a son. Sarah doubted she could get pregnant. Um, and that's why we went through the whole thing with the, the episode with the, 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 the servant getting involved and having a child. This whole thing about not believing, right? And so ultimately, though, it came down to the fact that she did believe. And that's back in Genesis 18. Um, that's when we look at that. I want you to pray about what God can do rather than thinking about what God can't do. What God can do and what God will do. That's sometimes we wind up praying ourselves in a corner. We limit ourselves by being very general with our prayers and we don't necessarily exercise the faith that God would have us to do. Sometimes we just pray for generalities, amen? And then we wonder where God really is because those generalities, God may be in fact giving us those expectations, but it's just maybe only just a litmus test passed or something for us, I suppose. He wants us to go further than that. He wants us to go deeper than that. He wants us to go farther along in our faith. And that's what we have to look at here. That is what, when we look at this passage, Hebrews 11, verses 7 through 12, and let's read verse 12 because this is important. God picked those people for a reason. He selected these individuals for a reason and a purpose. And so a whole nation came from this one man, being Abraham, who was as good as dead. Abraham was 100 years old. A nation with so many people that like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there was no way to count them. Another term that was used is also dust. Can you count dust? Uh, <laughs> you can't. If you can't count it, then that's the number that God promised Abraham. That's what we have to look at. That's exactly what we have to see here. And uh, that's, it's an important prayer. And in fact, just keep looking to the Lord and make sure that, and he's going to show you and show you with all sincerity that your faith is genuine and pure and he will affirm it. He will show you. Challenge the Lord with your prayers. Pray with more specificity. I've used this word before. Pray more specifically about what God can do. I think that that's what's very important. And God can show you, in fact, have you go back and point to a moment in time where you truly understood what it was to love Jesus Christ and exercise faith in him. And I think that that's what we all have to do. Just stay prayerful. Stay focused on him. Challenge yourself in this faith thing. Amen? That's what we all need to do. That's what we all need to recognize as we look at God's goodness. Go back to his word and look at these different examples in scripture about what God did to show himself faithful. If we remain faithful to him, he remains faithful to us. He keeps his promises. And if you're not asking those questions, ask the Lord to open your heart and mind to just keep seeking after him and learning more and more as time goes along. We should be growing and progressing in our faith. If you don't feel you are, just ask God. He will help you with that. Do you, why would God deny you? 
if you ask him to help you grow in your faith? Why would he deny you of that? He won't. Use your mind. Think about what you're think about what you're taking in. Think about what you're putting into your hearts. I guarantee you a lot of the stuff that you see on TV is not worth your time or 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 time of day. It's not worth it. A lot of the stuff that they put out there on TV takes you in the other direction. Takes you away from the Lord. I'm going to challenge you to think on those things. Think on those things that help you to develop your faith and grow and get stronger in your faith. Amen. That's where we need to be in our faith. Look at the examples of Noah. Look at the examples of Abraham. Look at the examples of Sarah. They failed at times. They struggled at times because they're human beings. But at the end of the day, they were obedient because they trusted and believed in God. And God affirmed them by deeming them as righteous. And that's what we need to all come back to in our faith. Amen? Challenge yourself with that this week and keep going forward with that same way of thinking. Father, we thank you for this time that you've established for us. We thank you for your presence today. We thank you for your teaching. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit speaking about what it means to have faith. Faith is not something that should be taken for granted. It's not something to be assumed. It's something that has to be active. And we have to be active as we seek after you and learn more about what you would have us to do. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives right now. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for how you strengthen us. When the world gets weak and fails, you strengthen us. You ask us to go a step further and not just see what the world puts out, but to have faith and trust in you. You have our very souls, our lives in your hands. May we live in such a manner where we continue to speak about you and your truth as we go forward. Because there's nothing to fear. And honestly, the words that even Winston Churchill said, nothing to fear but fear itself. And that's true. We don't need to fear. We have you. We thank you for your presence. And we thank you for your teaching. Lord, strengthen us as we go. Encourage us as we go. We give you praise and thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for hanging with me, everybody. I went a little bit longer than I wanted to, but I was compelled to do so. (laughs) So I just praise the Lord for his goodness. And I'm very thankful for the fact that I know that I have security in him. I know it because I can point back to the time and the day when I accepted Jesus as Savior. And I can go back to that and remember that because it was time to make that decision. And I want everyone to have that confidence about exactly where they are right now. That's what we need to do. Amen? You guys take care of yourselves. Uh, Drive carefully today if you're going out. Stay tuned online for Pastor Gus's message Can we shorten the days of our life? You'll find the answer if you take a look at that message. And that will also be the message in Akron today at church. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Really remain prayerful and faithful. And we'll see you next time.